0: Good morning, Lighthouse. Good to see you all. It is good to be here. This place does, does feel like home. Pastor Peter, I'm sorry, but hair like this is just not for everybody. So we can, I can give you some tips later on. But hey, it's so good to see everybody here. Uh, we really believe, right, down deep in our hearts, church should be enjoyed, not endured. God's been far too good to us, far too good to us for us to, to have to endure uh, some, some, some religious human-made things. This is about the grace of God and His blessings. And this is about what he can do, what he's doing, and what he's continuing to do in our lives. Uh, Again, super excited to be here. My name's Chewie Nunez. Uh, We're uh, part of the South Campus. I'm here with my wife, my better three-quarters, seven-eighths most of the time, if we're being honest. Our four kids are uh, out and about. So it's good to to, to welcome. Uh, it's It's good to feel welcome, and it's good to be here and and I'm super excited about this, this series. The South Campus has been doing this, North Campus. Uh, and it's, it's amazing to see what, what God is doing. And it's amazing to see uh, everything that's, that's happening. You know, I love the tagline. So obviously it's uh, relationship rehab. But relationships, easy to break, hard to fix. Now listen, if you were invited and if somebody told you, hey, you need to come here. And then now you're looking like, wait a minute, like, what, <laughs> what, what, what's wrong with me? Why are you to listen? This is something that everybody needs to hear, something that everybody works on. It's something that, truth be told, February 2025, there will be another series on relationships. February 2030, there will be another series on relationships because it's a process and we are all learning together. Uh, With that in mind, I'm going to invite you uh, there where you are, if you could bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you that you have us here with life. We thank you, Lord, that... This is not a religious institution. This is not a place where we come and meet some check marks and give a certain amount and then we have great. This is a place, this is a, a gateway to heaven. This is, Lord, where we find the blessings for our lives, for our homes, for our families. I ask you, Lord, that you bless everybody that's here. Uh, everybody who's gone to other places like this and have been told, you know, maybe you don't belong here. Or have been told, you know, maybe you need to fix X, Y, Z before you come back with the quote-unquote saints. It's not like that here, Lord. Let them feel how loved, how blessed they are. Use me throughout in the name of Jesus we pray as we all say amen. Before you take a seat, turn to the person next to you. Tell them it's all your fault I'm not the best looking person here. Turn to your second choice and say Jesus loves you too. relationships easy to break hard to fix what a great series you know pastor Josh talked about this two weeks ago and he talked about the the importance the power of fixing us right you can't give what you don't have he said a few things in there among the things that stood out and again if you haven't listened to that or you weren't here you can find it on YouTube you could find it wherever it is that you download your podcast but pastor Josh mentioned something uh, that, that is so fundamental he said, You're either being formed by the word of God or you're being deformed by the word of the world. I'm gonna mention that again. You're either being formed by the word of God or you're being deformed by the word of the world. And he went down and broke it, uh, broke it down. Pastor Sam uh, last week talked about, uh, again, the blessings and talked about uh, the power of, 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 of us, the power of we, with the Lord being at the center. He, we, us. I believe it, it was entitled something along those lines. Um, and he talked, he, at the end, he closed it with a very powerful illustration of you may not have it all figured out. You may not have all the answers. You may not know uh, everything that there is to know. But you will be somebody's only hope. You will be placed in situations where you will be the last hope they have. And through the grace of God, that's how you will find blessings. And I get the honor of building upon that. And today I'm going to talk about the, uh, your life. Really, think about your life as your your company. Your life is, is your stock. Think of you are the CEO. You are the chief executive. You're the principal of your life. And who you allow to have stock in your life, who you allow to have access to your life. Who you allow to speak into your life, whether good or bad, whether negative or positive, dictates so many things. And the verse that we're going to use as a foundational here, the series of verses, often, this is probably the first time you've heard this when we talk about relationships. To be, truth be told, this is verses that are often shared in funerals. Yeah, these are verses that are often brought up at the end once people are reflecting. And I want to turn your attention if you have your Bibles there where you are. You can look up here behind me. Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 through 7. And the word of the Lord reads, for everything there is a season. A time for every activity under heaven. We're going to jump to verse 3. A time to tear down and a time to build up. Verse 5, a time to embrace and a time to turn away. Verse 6, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away. Verse 7, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak. I feel like my kindergarten teacher talking to me on that last one. We see this verse again is often read when things are at the end of the line. It talks about times. It talks about seasons. You can put all these down, left and right, either negative or positive. And I want to entitle today's quick sermon, Is This Seat Taken? Is this seat taken? Turn to your neighbor next to you tell him, is this seat taken? See, everything there is a season. We go back to verse 1. So Ecclesiastes 3.1, for everything there is a season. I want you to highlight season, a time for every activity under heaven. This is a great season in Lighthouse Church. This is a blessed season in Lighthouse Church. You're going on year four, five, on year five, and you have an amazing building. You're growing. You're expanding. There's people that have been far from God that are back, people who had no idea who God was, that now he is your everything. There's some of you that are here that you were told other places, you know, you you need to figure it out. And, And here they not only welcomed you. They called you family and you felt right at home because it is a season of growth here at Lighthouse. It's a season of blessing. We're at the forefront and I cannot wait to see what the Lord is going to do here and beyond and throughout North County. But we find ourselves in different seasons in our lives. There's different moments. There's uh, whether good or bad. There's seasons that come and go. There's seasons where, again, we thought we were going to be uh, certain things and it didn't didn't turn out that way. There's certain seasons that come into our lives that can dictate blessings or that can dictate some type of pain or some type of hardship. And in order to understand all these verses and in order to understand everything that was written here, we have to look at who the author was. Now, the author was somebody named King Solomon. If you're not familiar with King Solomon, there's a few reflections that were written in Ecclesiastes. So King Solomon is widely considered the richest and the um, most, the, 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 the wisest king, the wisest ruler in history. And as we see from the reflections of King Solomon, so he was King David's son. He was the chosen one. He was the one who was it. Uh, and I have three quick reflections to share about King Solomon and why it is that we're going to discuss and look at who he is and what he did. The first thing, I mentioned it already. Uh, he was richer than any ruler in history. Now, now, now stay with me because we're going to build off of this and, and, and our relationships and our seasons in our lives. He was richer than any ruler in history. First Kings uh, 10 from verses 14 to 20, 27. Uh, you can look this up afterwards and you can see the different uh, things and how it, uh, it, it makes sense and how it all lines up. But the Bible talks about him being so rich that he made silver as common as stones in Jerusalem, right? That's how much silver there was in the city, right? Can you imagine that? Like the ads back then, if there was TV or if there was, you know, classifieds, oh, this is Bob's uh, silver removal service for a low fee. We'll remove all the silver from your house and make sure you are okay, right? It was, it was, that's a way of saying it. It didn't really mean much because there was so much in the city. The Bible goes on to say, that uh, there, was no, there was no war, there was no fights during his time. And his shields, so he, he made, he had so much money and so much gold and so much silver that the shields in his army, that he had decorative shields, that they were made of pressed, compressed. Those of you that are iron workers, those of you that, right, that can you imagine the amount of gold that it would take and the value to make a full shield? Again, they were worthless, right? Gold is valuable, but it's not a, a very hard metal. Uh, and, and he could, they were used as decoration, right? They were used as decoration because that's how much he had. Bible also tells the story of somebody, a queen from a faraway land who came to visit him, and she wanted to hear what, was, what he was about, who he was about. And at the end, once she sees everything, she's so blown away. She says, wow, I had heard, but now my eyes have seen, and they didn't even tell me the half of how awesome and great you are, right? So completely loaded, had everything he could ever need. The second thing that we see and while we take this in context, he had more emotional and spiritual intelligence than anyone in history. Okay, again, you can see 1 Kings 10, 23 through 24. Right? The Bible says that people came from all over the world to seek his counsel. A fancy way of saying they wanted to hear from him. They wanted to learn what he knew. They wanted his advice. They wanted his wisdom. They wanted his special words. The last thing, and this is where it gets interesting. So he had everything knew it all right he, he could solve it all he could figure it all out money was not an issue money was not a problem he was completely completely set then how did this go wrong what happened what, what was the end result well this is where we get to the topic at hand relationships ruined his life if you read first kings 11 go through it that's interesting to see everything that he did and how he went Kind of the wrong way and things and, and choices that he didn't make. But the thing that blows my mind, First Kings 11 says that he had 700 wives and 300 girlfriends. You thought your Valentine's Day was complicated? You thought your Valentine's Day was expensive? 700 wives and 300 girlfriends. And you know what's crazy? I guarantee you each one of them had to remind him three or four times to take out the trash at halftime, baby, I'll do it at halftime. And so you can see his life, and, and it, it's 1 Kings 11 is where it, the story turns a little sad because the relationships in his life, who he allowed to access his life, who he allowed to speak into his life, who he gave stock to in his life were the exact people that the Lord told him not to. He did the exact things, and he did it in spades, that the Lord told him not to do. At the end, he's told the kingdom's going to be taken away from you, from your line. But I'm not going to do it while you're alive. I'm not going to do it for the sake of your father. That'll preach right there. I'm not going to do it for the sake of your father. How many times have we been in situations and in spots where, man, we deserve to have everything coming our way, but God, but his grace, but his blessings, we messed up. We did the things we shouldn't have done, but there was a loving God that not only welcomed us, he made it right. That's why we're here. It's not a religious institute. It's a place where we find grace and we find mercy and we find hope. So the book of Ecclesiastes, the entire book is really, you could say it's his memoirs right it's what he wrote at the end he he's reflecting he's discussing uh, it, it's a very a kind of depressing book if i'm honest it's very solemn he talks right the first the first chapter talks about the the vanity of life in other words a fancy way of saying what 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 worth is there to life again he'd had it all he'd seen it all he'd experienced it all he could say he had been there done that had the t-shirts and the gold shields to prove it and then at the end he still going through some of these struggles. So what can we learn from King Solomon? See, from somebody, what can we learn from somebody that when all these people were asking him, is this seat taken, he could have said yes. He should have said yes. He should have specifically placed himself ahead and away from these things. What can we learn from King Solomon? Well, let's break down this verse and let's break down from verses 3 to 7. The first thing we can learn, Ecclesiastes 3:3, is that there is a time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to tear down and a time to build up. Uh, several years back, my wife and I were invited to give a conference uh, in the Central Valley. It was just south of UC Merced, about 20, 25 minutes if you're familiar with the area. So we had everything set up, we're ready to go. Uh, I'm excited. It was just going to be me and her. The kids were staying with my in-laws. So we get in the car. uh, Everything's warmed up. Everything's set. I'm excited. I have my playlist going. It's going to be, you know, six or so hour drive, six and a half hour drive. It's going to be a good time. And I see she gets in and she has a box, the Amazon box. And out of the Amazon box, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, (laughs) my wife pulls out a ukulele she doesn't play the ukulele. So I, what, what is, what, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but one and one equals two, no matter how dull you are. And I, and I asked her, what, I said, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn to play the ukulele. For six hours, she learned to play the ukulele. And I, I mean, I tried, Lord is my witness, I tried. I said, what, the first area we stopped to get gas and rest. I wanted to get that thing and just ah, to the farthest trash can I could. And there was points in there. I almost went Old Testament. I'm driving and Lord, have I or my father sinned. But I took it on the chin because it was important to her. Not the time to tear her down, but the time to build up that skill, that, well, that love that I didn't see. Fast forward years, years later. My wife's a counselor. And she's an amazing counselor because she'll meet with all kinds of people, and I have no idea. She said, well, what did you guys talk about? None of your business. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Check, please. Very good. Very, very good. God has used her tremendously. And in, on, on one occasion, she counseled a mother who lost a loved one in a very tragic way. Tragic, unexpected, horrible way. Her, what did you, what did you do? What did you, I know she wasn't going to tell me what they talked about. She said, you know, I sat in her living room, I played the ukulele, and we sang songs. Thinking, oh, Lord, please forgive me. <laughs> if I had stopped it right then and there, if I had said, what do you think, what do you do? We have music, we have this, you don't play, you're too old, you that.' yeah. We would have missed out on that moment. Do we know when we need to tear down and when we need to build up? Do we know? When we need to tell our sons and our daughters, hey, that friendship is for the benefit, or when we need to build up and stop saying things to them that they said to us, thinking that it was funny and that's the way that it was done. Because for generations, that's the way it was done. There's a time to embrace and a time to turn away. And again, I I did this last time, and I'm going to do it again. I apologize on behalf of everybody who was in a position. I know it didn't happen here because Pastor Josh is not like that, Pastor Sam, all the other pastor team. But I apologize on behalf of people who were up here who had a mic, maybe a nice suit, and they told you you weren't good enough. And they told you, you know what, you need to leave from here because you're going to mess everybody else up. I apologize because that's not what the gospel is. The gospel is welcoming. The gospel is for all. That's why here we're not looking at relationship dumpster. It's relationship rehab. It's not relationship recycling. It's relationship rehab have, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And the person who can hold their head up high and their chest out and look up at an angle and say it's not them, they're lying. Because every single one of us needs Jesus. That's why I love Lighthouse. Because Jesus is here. He's accessible. And you are embraced here in the name of Jesus. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. What does the word of God say about this? Again, this is not a self-help book, right? This is not something that, words that I'm putting together that sound nice. Proverbs 15.1 says, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. A gentle answer. We're not conditioned to do that. We're conditioned if somebody says something or if somebody, then then we're going to make it fair. We're going to make it even. Back in, the, <laughs> back in the day, I used to be a diehard Charger fan. I mean, diehard until they did me dirty. But then that's, that's some rehab that I need. And my brother had season tickets, I mean, right in the bolt zone. And we would go, when, 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 when I would go when I could. And it was just amazing time, fun time. And I remember my, my favorite were the Charger Raider games because those were just, I mean, it was awesome. I remember sitting next to a Raider fan. He sat, sat next to the tickets and, you know, we were taking stock. I didn't say this in the first verse, but we were taking stock because it was our Charger fan buddies who sold him the tickets. So we're like, oh, we're going to talk to that guy. And so he comes in, and, and he's, an, he's an older gentleman. And I say, oh, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun with him. Um, and, and, but it was, it was kind of weird because he wasn't like your regular Raider fans. Like he didn't have horns and red eyes. Like he seemed nice. Like he was, he was nice. He was nice. And so I, I, I turn to him, and I say, hey, sir, uh, how, how does a Raider fan change a light bulb? And he just kind of looks at me. He said, they don't. They just talk about how good the old one was. <laughs> and he just kind of looks at me, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to say something, and and he just kind of smiles and says, Hey, you're kind of funny. I like you. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you're supposed to say something to me and then I insult you, and then the whole four quarters were this, were that. And it turns out uh, he owned a law firm. He owned a law firm in the Bay Area. Had an awesome time. Awesome time talking with him. And it was just he, really, really good stories, really good time. But again, his gentle answer deflected the anger. Why? Because harsh words make tempers flare. That's an important thing to remember in our relationships, in this rehab, how many things would be solved if we just stopped and paused? Right. How many things would be so different if we just stopped and let things be? Yeah. And it's hard. Don't, again, it's easy here to say yes and amen and that's right. And let's, but, but when you're on the 78 East at 7.08 <laughs> a.m., when you're on the 5 South at 5 p.m., and you just got to tell somebody they're number one, if you know what I mean... That's hard. That's real, right? That's, that, that's real. This is where the application comes in. A, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. What else can we learn from King Solomon? Moving along, Ecclesiastes 3.6, there's a time to search and a time to quit searching. There's a time to keep and a time t- to throw away. My dad needs to read that. He had little pieces of wood since the 1980s. <laughs> Oh no, no, one day I'm gonna need that. You're not gonna need it. It's rotting. <laughs> but there's a time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. It, it it always it 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 fascinates me, kinda, and maybe that's not the right word, but I find it interesting when I see older, older individuals, older, middle-aged or older, who still talk like 18-year-olds. One day, I'm going to do, one day, I'm going to have, one day, one day, one day, one day is no day. Like it's great for, you know, a, a, a teen, a student, and I, I love, I love working with, I work with students, I love hearing their plans, and hearing their goals, and, and helping them, and building up, and showing the roadmap, and showing, hey, this is how you do, it. have you thought of this, have you partnered up with this, have you connected with X, Y, Z, so that, that, that's awesome, that's, that's amazing, that's awesome that, You have a pastor here who's all about education. You have youth pastors all about education. You have people here that are all about, um, that that can connect you with the trades, that can connect you with law enforcement, that can connect you with the military, that can connect you with whatever different walk of life and and wherever door you want to open. That's awesome. But when you have individuals that it's just, they seem to have everything but time. Everything, and, and, and it's always a one day, the one day, the one day, instead of, Buckling down and actually outlining and going where God wants our lives to be. One day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to But you haven't gone to Financial Peace University to get your stuff lined up. One day I'm going to do that. One day I'm going to, but you haven't gone to growth track yet to see where it is that you fit. Because let me, you do fit. It's not if you fit. It's where you fit. You do fit. I cannot stress that enough. In this house, you fit. There is room for you. And you will do awesome things here. A time to keep and a time to throw away. This is hard. This is a hard one. How many of us have the most trouble you've ever been in was because of somebody else? Oh, we made the choice. We made the decision. But man, it was was fun at the time and it sounded good and you could not say no. You could not say no. Just one more drink. Just one more. Knowing in our relationships when it's time to keep when it's time to hold something or when it's time to throw away. Religious circles have used this and said, no, if they're not exactly like us, then they don't belong. That's, that, that, that's wrong. That's damaging. That's dangerous. And that's anti-Word of God. Yeah. Hey, because, again, if they need Jesus, the response is not to take Jesus away. The response is to show Jesus. Yeah. The response is to be the Lord's hands and feet. The response is to be accessible. Open and willing to bring people into the house of the Lord. The last one here, what can I learn from King Solomon? Well, there's a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak. Now, this is for, for the younger people in the, in the crowd like me. <laughs> be careful when toxicity is masked as teasing. Be real careful when toxicity is masked as teasing. What does that mean? Be real careful. Oh, no, no, they're just, that's just how they are. That's just, you're the brunt of every joke. You're there for everybody and they're not there for you. Be careful when certain things are masked as fun in games when it's damaging and pain. Time to be quiet and a time to speak. I heard Pastor Sam, the lead pastor in, in uh, South Campus heard him at a, at a wedding say this. I thought, wow, that's, that's golden. And let me tell you, it's helped me. He said, you can be right and sleep on the couch, or you can get it right and sleep in your own bed. Get it right. Because I think it's the Psalms that say, happy wife, happy life, right? No. That line right there has done more damage than almost anything in relationships. Because it's only partly true. It's happy spouse, happy house. Yeah. Happy spouse, happy house. My wife loves painting. She went out with the kids. She loves painting. And, and she is just, she, and, and I, she will bring those swaths, those color swaths from uh, Home Depot, from, uh, uh, from Lowe's, right? She said, well, what, what blue do you like? And she'll bring four or five swaths. And I swear to you, church, she brings me the same one. It's blue, baby doll, it's blue, but it matters to her. So I look at the hue, and then I go up on top, and boom, all right, that's in that sunlight, that's in this, that's because it matters to her. Again, all I see is stinking blue, let's paint the thing, but it matters to her. And on the flip side, she doesn't care the starting lineup, the RPI, the things from my UCLA, she doesn't care about that, but she asks, who's playing? Oh, let me tell you, let me tell you, because it matters to me. Again, the connection of when to tear away, when to mend, when to be quiet, and when to speak. This is a difficult one. What does the Bible tell us? Ephesians 4.2. It says, always be humble and gentle. That right there, I mean, that right there is is, is an obstacle and a half. Why? Because humility doesn't sell. Right? Humility does not sell. Humility does not sell. It's the loudest artists that get the contracts. It's the loudest athletes that get publicity. It's the loudest that gets the distinction and the light and the money and the endorsements and the attention. Yeah, I, mean, I won't use his name because we're being recorded, but I mentioned somebody I, I went to college with. And he, uh, he was he a <laughs> character, good guy. Uh, but he ended, up, he, he ended up being drafted by uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and he, he made a really amazing reception in the game. So, so, I'm, I'm sorry for those of you not football fans. You're saying, ah, I thought I was over this last week, and I wouldn't have to... Hear about this for months, and here's this preacher won't quit blabbering about football. But I have a point. So anyway, he made this amazing catch, and, and he he ended up it was it was phenomenal. He 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 helped his team go on in, in, in the round. And at the end, at the press conference, he's sitting in the press conference, and he says, "I, I can't take all the credit. I need a, and a dramatic pause, and he just looks around. I need to thank my hands for being so great." Right, that sells. Oh, it was people were loving it. Humility does not sell. As a matter of fact, we're told uh, in Ephesians 4:2 that when we're humble, right, the 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 blessings of being humble, being gentle. Why? Because be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. That is hard. That's I'm not going to be the preacher up here and pretend that, that 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 I'm the example for this, or pretend that that it's easier said that it's as as soon as you say it, it's done. That's not how it works. It takes practice. It takes process. It takes the ability to understand and to look and differentiate and be able to actively apply this. It does not just happen. It's practice. It does not just happen. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. How many issues in our relationships would be resolved with just a little bit of humility? Just a little bit of humility. To be able to say sorry. To be able to just, yeah, I, I, I messed that one up. Yeah, I, I, I'm so, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have compared you to I Y, Z. I shouldn't have compared you to my mom. I shouldn't have compared you to my dad. I, I shouldn't have gone there and said those things that you told me in confidence on a text between just you and me. How many of those things could be fixed? It's hard because if the people that have a seat in your life that have stock don't have that figured out or are not actively practicing that, it makes it difficult to be that person, to be that bigger individual. But there's a blessing in making allowance for each other's faults because of our love. So then the question now is where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Right, if King Solomon, who was the greatest and most... Listen, I could ask you maybe your four or five major problems right now. And chances are money could solve a lot of them. Right, let's be, Southern California is rough. Yeah. Right, chances are, it, it, and there's other things and other bigger ones. That he had every ounce of gold and silver and that he could have. He had everything. He had wisdom. Right, he knew the answer. If he didn't, he could figure it out. If not, then he would somehow solve it. And yet it was still not. He was the chosen one. It's like a Star Wars scene right now. You were the. He was the one. Right. He was the one chosen to build the temple because his father David had too much blood on his hands. He probably looked the part. He probably looked like royalty. He probably looked like someone who had everything fixed. Unlike his father. His father was a warrior since he was a kid. Right, we hear from when, when he went up against Goliath and he gives his credentials. They ask, Well, oh, you're just a kid. Like, how? And he said, No, no. I take care. Yeah, I take care of my dad's sheep. But when the lion and the bear came up against him, I killed the lion and the bear with my hand. Right? The Bible talks about him in all kinds of battles. He was running around in caves. He was all over the place. Chances are he had scars all over his face, all over his body. Chances are he walked with a limp from all his battles. Chances are he, he, he looked like his testimony. Solomon wasn't like that. Solomon knew peace in the kingdom, knew prosperity, knew everything, and yet he still couldn't figure it out. And and this can get daunting because it may seem like, well, then what hope do I have? What hope do I have with the things that I've done, that I've said, that I've gone through? What hope does my life have? As we get ready to close, I'm going to read this letter here. This letter came to me in a time in my life where I, nothing was going right. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I had what I thought was my plan since I was a teen. This is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to be. This is how it's going to work out. Boom, boom. And nothing was working. You ever feel those seasons where it just seems, what, what, what else can I do? Like, what do you want? Like, what, where, what else do I need to say, do, be, at, what, what, what else? And this letter was a result of an interesting article that I read. Or hypothetically, making up, somebody said, Imagine what the qualifications would say for the 12 disciples. Because they were a ragtag group. Right? They they did, they were just, they, they would not be in too many people's first choice of the ones who are gonna change the world. Right. Or spread a message of love, of peace, of joy. It just it didn't make sense from human eyes. And so this is a fictional letter that, that I want to read. And it's addressed to Jesus, son of Joseph, from Jordan Management Consultants. It says, Dear Sir, thank you for submitting the resumes of the 12 men you have picked for managerial positions in your new organization. All of them have now taken our battery of tests. And we have not only run the results through our computer, but also arranged personal interviews for each of them with our psychologist and vocational aptitude consultants. Profiles of all tests are included. You will want to study each of them carefully. As part of our service, we make some general comments for your guidance, much as an auditor will include some general statements as well. This is given as a result of staff consultation and comes without any additional fee. It is the staff opinion that most of your nominees are lacking in background, Education and vocational aptitude for the type of enterprise you are undertaking. They do not have the team concept. We would recommend that you continue your search for persons of experience in managerial ability and proven capability. Simon Peter is emotionally unstable and given to fits of temper. He will keep your HR department busy with complaints. Andrew has absolutely no qualities of leadership. The two brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, place personal interest above company loyalty. Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude that would tend to undermine morale. We feel that it is our duty to tell you that Matthew has been blacklisted by the Greater Jerusalem Business Bureau. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, definitely have radical leanings and they both registered a high score on the manic-depressive scale. One of the candidates, however, shows great potential. He is a man of ability and resourcefulness, meets people well, has a keen business mind, contacts in high places, and keen financial acumen. He is highly motivated, ambitious, and responsible. We recommend Judas Iscariot As your controller and right-hand man, all of the other profiles are self-explanatory. We wish you every success in your new venture. Sincerely, Jordan Management Consultants. P.S., our PR department has agreed to speak with you about this son-of-God claim that will have serious implications. If you could please stand with me. I know it may seem that sometimes the seasons don't add up. I know it may seem that your past has more power than your present or your future. I know it may seem that you're defined by mistakes. I know it may seem. And let me tell you something. You're going to, even if you repent, repented, you're going to keep making mistakes. You're human. But if you remember one thing and one thing only today, that it's the Lord today asking if that seed is taken. It's the Lord asking to be the center of your heart. It's the Lord asking to place Himself in a spot where He is the center of every relationship, not the top, because list by default list. If He's at the top, then when you get to four, He's going to be the center, the center of your life, the center of your career, the center of your hobbies, the center of your family, the center of your finances, the center. It made zero sense for these men to be chosen by Jesus to spread the gospel and to start his work here on earth with him. It has nothing to do just like it did with these men. It has nothing to do with whether you're good enough. It has nothing to do with whether you're qualified enough. Because the Bible says everybody has sinned. Everybody has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is why we are a grace-filled church. That is why there's blessings here in the house of the Lord. If you remember one thing and one thing only, it's this, that God's love for us has no loopholes. Say it with me. God's love for me has no loopholes. You are not the exception. It's time and this season to mend. This time and this season to tear away. This time and this season to align ourselves. It doesn't matter how much you know or have figured out. If there's certain things that you're holding on to tight that you just need to let go at the altar. If there's certain things that you just need to let go. Yes, I know you were wrong. Yes, I know that people who should have been loving you were the ones that were hurting you the most and the deepest, but the love of God has no loopholes and He is here today to bless you. He's here today to build you up. He's here today to do the impossible in you because one day you're going to have the ears of somebody who will look at me and say, preacher man, you don't know my life. You don't know what it's like to go through X, Y, and Z and they're going to say the same thing to you and you're going to be able to just smile and say, pull up a chair, have a cup of and let me tell you how God freed me from XYZ. Let me tell you how God brought my marriage together. Let me tell you how God Kicked me from certain addictions. Let me tell you how God brought me back. I was the first one to say, I'll never go back to a church. And now not only am I here, my kids are in kids. my wife is serving, my husband, whatever it may be, your story matters. The season, the time, the hour is now, and it is here. Because at the end of the day, it's about his grace. And his love for you has no loopholes. You are not the exception. You are not the black sheep. Heavenly Father, as we close today, we pray, Lord, as this altar is open, whoever it is that needs to come up here, Lord, to just lift up their hands, whoever it is who needs to come up here to maybe have some, somebody from the pastor team, somebody from the prayer team pray for them, we declare blessings and liberty in the house of God today. That when we're asked, is this seat taken, we can say, yes, it belongs to the king of my life. Yes, it belongs. To the one who sits on the throne it belongs to the one who gave his life for me so that i can have life forevermore it belongs to the one who doesn't see me for what i've done for who i am but for who i will be and for what he can do in my life in your name we pray Jesus. if this message has blessed your life i want to encourage you to share this message with others Or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.